Episode 39.5, which, wait, hold on, hold on one second. Uh-oh, I had to what op- was that? I had to open up a uh, fresh can of Surge. Ah, Gotta get nice. them Carbos. <laughs> Whatever the <laughs> carbos. fuck Carbos were. <laughs> it doesn't exist, there's no Carbos. Yeah, but Surge is full of Carbos. <laughs> yeah. They called them Carbos. You know, Surge was so 90s in a can. Yeah, it was. That, that's why it is the unofficial official drink of Deathless Podcast. <laughs> okay, so in one episode, we came up with the official drink and cereal. Yes. Well, o- official, unofficial, because they're not, technically they're not sponsoring us. Oh, oh yeah, I guess not. <laughs> It'd be nice though. Yeah, it's Coca Cola nice. money right there. Oh hell yeah, Coca Cola and who makes crack the note brand? General Mills. Uh, Kellogg's I thought. Kellogg's. Maybe oh, yeah, that Kellogg money. Woo! Oh, we wouldn't have to do this anymore. <laughs> well, no, no, that's the thing. We would do this. We just wouldn't work our day jobs anymore. Yeah, that's true. That'd be nice. You see? That'd be nice. Yeah, but I actually haven't had a surge in a minute, man. You know, I'm uh. You know, out on road all day, you know, with my job, so I can't seem to drink water enough. Like I go through an entire cooler jug and 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 water bottles every day. See, that's your problem. You don't remember the surge commercials where where dudes were jumping over trash cans and junk couches and everything just to get one <laughs> bo- one can of surge. So you, you need to keep Surge in that, that container. You'll be able to chuck you know boxes what? and stuff all day. I'll try that next time. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> worth worth testing out. But that's not why we're here today, folks. No, it's <laughs> not why we're here. And actually, uh, Jay, you're going to have to uh, elaborate on it for the folks. Because uh, for the first time, I think, ever, um, you know, you're prepared. I'm not because... This is something you kind of concocted. So, folks, uh, what we're doing today, I don't rightly know. Yeah, let me let me explain for the folks. Um, you heard the song that we came in on, which was the theme song to a pup named Scooby Doo. Uh, um, did you like that show? No, no, I didn't no. either. Remember when it came on the um on the uh, the Friday night uh, cartoon or the the cartoon previews? Yeah, they and they showed that that was the same year. Uh. 
Oh, they really screwed up, man, because that was also the same year they came out with Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was night. Like, man, you guys are just taking a crap on everything good. Yeah, it uh, originally premiered in 1988. And, um, well, if I haven't said, this is going to be another one of our our cartoon intro. Our famous cartoon intro episode. But this one is a theme. Since the Rocketeer, like the Shadow, didn't have any sort of tie-in or any kind of show that was resembling... Um, the Rocketeer. I, nope, I, nothing. Nothing. I, I decided to look back at some cartoon properties that did sort of the same thing that these movies did, where they took an old property and then rebooted it. See, reboots aren't new, folks. They've been around forever. Um, oh, of course. I mean, look at, uh, I mean, reboots and remakes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I said okay here here's these old cartoon properties from the the 60s and 70s that in the late 80s early 90s got reboots got got you know fresh neon 80s paint slapped on them (laughs) and they're back and that's what a pup named scooby-doo was it was you know sort sort of a fresh take on scooby-doo because before this there hadn't been any new scooby-doo episodes since probably the late 70s early 80s yeah, they just ran them, re re-ran them for just ad nauseum. Yeah, and it's the kingdom come. I mean, nowadays, um, you know, there's a new Scooby Doo show every every season. It seems like they completely revamp it. And this newest Scooby Doo. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that this newest version that just started a couple of weeks ago. The animation is horrible. Well, you know, also Scooby Doo is gonna meet Kiss. Yeah, that movie's out already. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. and that just kind of blows my mind. It's like, wow, I mean, so is this supposed to be in the past, or is it current? I, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's current, I don't know. I mean, not that, you know, Kiss isn't still around and, you know, you know, touring and doing what they do, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not like, it's not like kids today are saying, you know what, I would love to see Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> on my favorite cartoon show. Yeah, but you know, because yeah, who listens to Kiss anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, grandparents yeah. more than even parents these days, really. <laughs> I mean, it's getting there. Yeah, but um, getting back to to Scooby Doo here, um, you know, there ever since, well, I want to say after this, there there were a couple of shows that sort of no there, there were a bunch of direct to DVD movies that came out after those first two live action movies came out and then mm. and then um, they brought back a series and the series I think was called What's New Scooby Doo? No no that, that's the new show What's New Scooby Doo? Um, I forget what the first series came back was um, there was a series maybe three two or three years ago that was actually really good called Mystery Incorporated mm-hmm. and that was just straight up fan service because not only not only was there an overall season arc about um about you know the Scooby gang which called Mystery Inc but there was also a group 
that was around in Coolsville like years, decades before that was also called Mystery Inc. And so the, the overarching plot was finding out what happened to this first Mystery Inc. and why did they disappear out of nowhere. And I want to say that it, 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 it was fan service heavy because there were a lot of, of nods and shout outs to all of those older Hanna-Barbera shows that had, um, uh, you know, the Scooby-Doo dynamic. There, there was an, an episode where all of the, all of the, uh, the mystery gang, I guess, uh, groups were ha- having a convention. And so it, it was a, a convention with the Scooby-Doo and the gang. Plus, huh. Speed Buggy was there, and um, uh, I want to say not Captain Caveman, but the the three girls that, that, that were with Captain Caveman, they were there. And huh, um, oh, what was some of those, those other shows that were out there? Um, I want to say it, at some point there was even a Jabberjaw nice. tie, tie in on that show. Now, that show was really good. Yeah, I never heard of that show. Um, this is my first time even yeah, I, hearing about I it. I think it's on Netflix. But, okay, I might have to check that out sometime. Yeah. But I'm somewhat, somewhat disappointed to, uh, cause, you know, the whole time I was waiting, I was gonna let you just set it up, you know, and, cause, cause I really wanted to jump in and say it, but it's, uh, you know, from what just happened there, it just sounds like it didn't happen. It, Harlem Globetrotters, they didn't show up. I don't think so, no. Ah. I could be wrong, though, because I didn't see all the episodes. I, I saw the one with the mystery convention, and I saw a couple other ones. But I I, I don't know if they showed up. There um, should have been a Super Globetrotters cameo yeah. somewhere. And I, I guess the Scooby-Doo property is sort of evergreen because you know they, they're still revamping it and redoing it and stuff. Uh, well, they're still showing the old episodes on some channels, too. Well, yeah. Yeah. And and ju- just to get back to A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, this show came out in 1988, September 10th, and it was sort of the babification of these, these you know, mainstay evergreen cartoon characters. Uh, the show is notable, one, because it was the last series that Don Messick was the voice of Scooby-Doo, and it was the only mm-hmm. series that Frank Welker was not the voice of Fred Jones. Huh. Um, Casey K- Kasem was back as the voice of Shaggy. Sure. Uh, you know, a young Shaggy, because in, in this one, in, you know, Scooby-Doo, they're generally teenagers or early 20s, I would mm-hmm. say. There's, they're, they can drive, so say between 18 and 25 probably. And, you know, in this show, they were kids. They, they were, you know, 9, 10 years old. Yeah. Um, the, the show, the animation was very bright, very neon 80s kind of animation. Mm-hmm. Um, the one trope from, from the show that happened constantly was was uh, Fred had this hard on for this neighborhood bully <laughs> named Red Herring. And every episode, 
Red would blame whatever crime was going on on Red Herring. And of course, every time he didn't do it. He yeah, somebody and, else. Yeah, I do remember having seen that. You know, I, I, I mean, I didn't much like the show, but I mean, I saw quite a few episodes of it. You know, at least I saw. I've, I want to say I saw at least ten episodes of it. You know, just happenstance, whatever. But you know, um, that's also before I knew what a red herring was. Yeah. And so, you know, then when I learned that phrase, I'm like, oh, that's what they were doing the whole time, and that's why Fred had a hard on for this guy because, well, you know, it was he was the red herring. Right. Right. Yeah. And I was I was the same way. I didn't know what a red herring was. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and play the next show. And, and this one's unique because we've never done a, a theme song show together. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm going to play these songs, and Illy hasn't heard these. Illy does not know my list. I've got four more. Um, so we're just gonna get Illy's reactions and see if he remembers these shows because I I do, but I'm you know, older, of course. So um, here's the next one. All right. Speaking of babification, yeah, um, I don't know why this was such a big thing back in the eighties and early nineties, but they they would take characters and then make them younger. I is when did Muppet Babies come out? Is it a result of that? It might be because it seems like and and you know when we were talking about pup named Scooby Doo. Actually, that this is the first one that came to mind. Believe it or not, even even more so than Muppet Babies, just because. Muppet Babies at least had, at least it happened, you know, somewhat, you know, it, you know, in, in the flashback on, um, Take Manhattan, and then, you know, they turned that into a show and it kind of became its own thing, you know. Right. This, it's just like, but, but this, yeah, it was like, you know, it's an old ass cartoon that's, you know, again, we rerun in, in, in perpetuity, even today. Yeah. You know, and they turned it into kids. And I, um, but I mean, there was this, there was Popeye and Son, there was, uh, uh, there, you know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of shows were doing that back then, like the mid late eighties. Yeah. You know, well into the nineties. Yeah. And, you know, just to give you a quick recap of this one, Flintstone Kids aired from 1986 to 1988. So this actually came before Pup Names Could Be Do. Um, but it was, you know, the Flintstones who, I don't know how you wouldn't know who the Flintstones are. 
I mean, right. e- even mm-hmm. if if you don't have the Boomerang Network and can't watch them, they're on the cover of every Fruity Pebble cereal box. You, you know who Fred and Barney are, if nobody else. The Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, they still have Flintstone Kid vitamins. Um, but this was basically, you know, a show with the Flintstones as kids, and you know they added a bunch of new characters that weren't on the original Flintstone show. Um, one show that is sort of within a show that I believe actually had a theme song as well, which I will play at the end of this show, was Captain Caveman and Son. Mm-hmm. Which it was a lot like um, the show with the inner show thing. It was a lot like um, the Super Mario show did it. Fat Albert did it. Where where the characters would be standing there and then they'd say, oh, hey, it's time for Captain Caveman and Son. And then you would watch them run to the TV and turn it on. And then mm-hmm. it, it usually would be you'd be watching the kids sit down and then the camera would zoom into the TV and then and then that whatever show's theme song would start. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I... I seem to remember, I know it's kind of like Pup Named Scooby-Doo, and I didn't hate it like Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I remember seeing a few episodes of it and thinking it was okay, but I was also like five years old, so I think anything, any cartoon was just pretty much good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this is one of those shows that I think I watched just because there's nothing else it came on pretty early, if I if I remember right. Yeah, I don't. It was one of like the seven or eight a.m. ones. I don't have that old uh, um, list anymore. I got oh, a new that, computer yeah. and I don't have that spreadsheet, so I don't know what time that usually came on. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> it it was an all right show, I guess. Yeah, but when I remember, I mean, I would have to go back and look, and honestly, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it since the '80s. I mean, I don't know if it re-ran on anything. I don't think so. I mean, a lot of those shows, since it was Hanna Barbera, a lot of those shows ran on on Cartoon Network in the early days. But I don't think, yeah. I don't think Flintstone Kids ever did. Mm. Yeah. So but, yeah, I mean, as far as my recollection of it, I mean. Uh, it actually just kind of take. Whenever I think about the show, it just kind of takes me back to uh, the basement that we had at the house that we were staying in at the time, because that's where we had the uh, the TV. And my sister and I, we would get up in the morning early. You know, uh, going back to the first episode of Death Cakes, when I told you we'd be up so early to just be a test pattern on mm-hmm. until Ray, Ray Charles would come and sing the national anthem. But now wait a minute. <laughs> and then the cartoons would start. And I remember us down there on that couch in blankets, whatever, watching that. And, yep. Yeah. That's why I think, that's why I think it was early, but because I seem to remember that one coming on shortly after the national anthem, but I could be wrong. Maybe. I don't, I don't really remember either. But, uh, you mentioned it. So let's go ahead and listen to Popeye and Son. Ha 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 
father like father like son. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I uh, I called it. You know, I didn't know that was you know on your list, but you can just just kind of fit in with uh, you know, what we were talking about before with this vaporification of stuff. Yeah. Now this one. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. Well, this one's unique because usually these revamps they they either did the vaporification or they added they added kids to the characters. Which yeah. is what this show did. Now, what I was going to say is, I know I've seen it, but I don't remember a lot about it. I probably only saw this a couple of times, because I didn't like it. But, uh, Popeye and Son, who... It's not Sweet Pea, is it? No. Uh, his name is Popeye Jr. Oh, okay. So, uh, I guess in this continuity, Sweet Pea, um, didn't happen? Okay. Though, I was, was Sweepy technically his kid? It wasn't. They found him and they took him in. Yeah, so I guess that didn't happen. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's basically... Everyone knows the story of Popeye. He, he eats spinach, he gets stronger. Well, this one takes Popeye and sort of makes him a... a like a suburban dad, kind of. I mean, he, he still has the tattoos... He still lives near a dock and has a boat and stuff. He's married to olive oil. But they have kids. And then Bluto, who, who really was, he, he was Popeye's rival, but he was mostly Popeye's rival over olive oil, um, is now, uh, is still his rival, but Bluto has his own wife and kid and of course the two kids don't like each other um the twist here is is that Popeye Jr. hates eating spinach but he'll, he'll reluctantly eat it whenever he needs to to you know, get super strength to do something uh just remind me of that scene in the Robert Altman pop live action Popeye <sighs> when uh <laughs> when, he, when he finds when he finds a uh, poop deck pappy on the boat and he's telling me cause, cause, because in the movie for those who haven't seen it he never opens a can of spinach until it eats it until the very end uh, and when he's telling him to eat his spinach and he starts crying he's like I don't eat no spinach Robin Williams is Popeye's I don't eat no spinach I don't eat no spinach I don't eat no spinach he starts crying <laughs> and his dad's yelling at him talking about how much of a disappointment he is because he won't eat his spinach his mother dies he won't eat his spinach you know he just uh, that would have been a great uh you know, uh, 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 so that would have been really cool well maybe not cool but it would have been funny to me 
very meta if they would have like referenced that in an episode and made like <laughs> shot for shot made the same scene but with Popeye Jr. That would have been funny. <laughs> um, and full disclosure, folks, we almost did Popeye for the show, but after watching it, we're like, oh god, we don't even know how to tackle this. We, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it, man. It's no, a lot of music, it's musical a, numbers, and yeah, it's just weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that that Robin Williams did a good job as Popeye. Oh yeah, he sure did. The, I thought the makeup was good for Popeye's arms and stuff. But um, Robert Altman is a notorious cokehead, and <laughs> and the, the film is just weird. Now, now, granted, well, the film does uh, is more grounded to the original, the original original comic books, where it's a little bit darker. Um, but I don't know; it's just weird. Yeah, well, he also tried to make Popeye into some serious, like, highbrow musical, and that's just, we're, we're making Popeye the movie, don't stop it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and the music, I mean, uh, yeah, some of those songs are quite annoying, especially, uh, oh, God, yeah, all, all of Shelley Duvall, Olive Oil's songs are god awful. Yeah. And there's that uh, one really weird song about whatever the name of the town was. Yeah, the one that opens up. Yeah. Oh god, that that's unlucky. Yeah, Julie for, for <laughs> which is why we didn't do it. Um, but uh, people, uh, well, for those who don't know, actually, that movie was filmed on um, in um, like the islands of uh, Malta, mm-hmm. like somewhere, and that set is still standing. They never took it down, and now it's an amusement park. Yeah. Like a like like a like a amusement park for like Popeye. Yeah, and I will say it, the movie is if you've never seen it, it's worth watching at least once, even if sure. if you're gonna scratch your head like what, what the hell is this? It's worth a watch. Once hell, I'll tell you the sad <laughs> part. Me and my sister we rented this thing like probably a dozen times and watched it. <laughs> As kids, we watched it so much. Yeah, it, I mean it's a it's a odd bird, but you know. Yeah, but I, uh, I, we know, again, we tried to make an episode of it, we couldn't do it. Yeah. But, uh, let's get on to the next one. Speaking of sons. Got their own thing to say And together with their friends Ooh, the rainbow band 
What the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't remember this. <laughs> I remember this, yo. When? But you, you were only, what, four years old when this thing, it started in 1984. Okay, well, so did Muppet Babies. I remember that quite clearly. Uh, true. At four. True. At four years old. True. Um, the Pink Panther and Sons. Um, let's break down the Pink Panther. Pink Panther was a movie from the God, what was movie from? like the sixties or something, maybe. But it was it was originally a movie starring um God, what the fuck is his name? Um, damn it, what is his name? Hold on, I gotta look. I'm still looking at this video, man. Yeah, the Pink Panther. Like, we got it playing on mute while you're talking right now. Is, Look at this. <laughs> what is, the uh, the Pink Panther is the name of a series of movies, uh, that are starring Peter Sellers, uh, who's, who was playing a French police detective, a bumbling detective named Inspector Jackals Clouseau. And really, in the in those movies, the Pink Panther is just the name of this pink diamond. Um, the, where, where the Pink Panther character came from was was uh, Fritz Freeling, the famous uh, animation director or um, artist, created this animated sequence to start the movie, and he created a Pink Panther that that was sort of being Bugs Bunny-ish to the Clouseau cartoons you know, Yosemite Sam or whatever. Right. You know, and those little, those openings, because there, there were a total of three movies and those those openings with the Pink Panther were popular, so the Pink Panther ended up getting his own TV show where... Yeah, I'm like and, and, and shorts and yeah, stuff he, like that he everywhere. He had shorts, he had um, the Pink Panther show, which was on NBC in 1969. Um, he was, I think Pink Panther is still the the uh, the mascot for Owens Corning insulation. I'm pretty sure he's still on on packaging for for that because it's pink Mm -hmm. and in 1984 they decided to make a new show with the pink panther but of course you can't just have the pink panther you have to have kids to make it relatable to kids and i guess they didn't want to make him a cub so (laughs) they made they they gave pink panther to kids uh kids names are pinky and panky uh, Panky is the youngest. He wears a diaper. Uh, Pinky is the oldest. Is he and... from Arkansas? Huh? Panky? Yeah. He, he's the oldest. He's kind of the brains of the group. And um, these kids, they hang out with <laughs> this group called the Rainbow Panthers. And there's a purple one, a green one, a yellow one, an orange one. A blue one, oh. and then the pink panther himself. Now, all of the kids 
can talk. But the Pink Panther, because he never spoke in any of those older shorts or anything, so he's completely silent in this show. They they did eventually start making cartoons where the Pink Panther had a voice, but that was after this show. Yeah, I was gonna say that because at least I mean it's kind of stupid, you know. But at least that that continuity there, because I remember in like maybe ninety two or ninety three, they made a new Pink Panther uh, show and he spoke. And everything I'm like, no, he's never spoken. Why why are we doing this? Yeah, and he was actually voiced in that show by um, Matt Fuhrer who's um if you don't know that's max headroom ah. uh, he's been in all kinds of different things and let me tell you something else um i had no idea i, I was not aware of the pink panther movies like the detective movies knew nothing about them yeah they would my only well won't we'll say my only you know the pink panther i knew him as the cartoon character mm-hmm. and so in like also in 93 which is confused the fuck out of me is that right right after they rebooted this cartoon series with the talking pink panther then all of a sudden uh a movie came out in 93 i started seeing commercials for it called son of the pink panther not pink panther and sons so but, but, but yeah it's called Son of the Pink Panther it was a continuation of those live action movies yeah, with this detective and I was so confused I'm like what it, it, it was the son of it had the same music and everything and I'm just like what I don't get this yeah yeah it's fucked up yeah but this, I was so lost this show was basically these these uh, kids are trying to um, you know they, they had the usual you know friendship lessons and stuff like that but then they they were always trying to um, take on and outwit this group of lions called the howl angels (laughs) (laughs) but holy shit um yeah just just go on youtube and, and 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 watch the opening to this because they you know the kids are snapping along and they groove into this this funky kind of 80s it's an 80s like new wave revamp of the pink panther song you know that yeah well it did make sense you know Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know compare that to the last one we just made where we just listened to Popeye and Son where it was like a fake Beach Boys song. Yeah, that wasn't very eighties. Or well, I guess you know what? Yeah, well, well that was Beach the- Boys kind of had a resurgence in the eighties though. Maybe. See, yeah, see, that, that's one thing I wanted to talk about at the top of the show. Actually, it is amazing how cyclical things come in the eighties. Shows like, um, you know, surfing was big, and it seemed like '80s pop culture had a thing for, um, you know, shows from the '50s and '60s, which is why we got um, we got shows like like Flintstone Kids and Pup Names Could We Do. We also got stuff like um, live action shows like. We talked about in episode 13, 
No. Uh, uh, roller skate jam called Saturday Part Two. When we were talking about Saturday afternoon shows. They're, oh, they're, 16. 16, okay, thank you. It was, uh, uh, there was a new version of Lassie that was on. There was a new version of, of, uh, that old <laughs> surfer show, Gidget. Oh, yeah, and then there was that, uh, there was that, that Jimmy Walker vehicle reboot of, uh, Bustin' Loose. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> made no sense. Yeah, and, oh, shit. And then you come to the 90s. Where then the seventies are big because bell bottoms were back and you know, the big froze were back and Woodstock was it Woodstock ninety seven oh yeah no ninety three ninety three that's right Woodstock ninety three was or ninety wait ninety four ninety four I think it was ninety four okay well yeah you know they, they had a second yeah. Woodstock because you know the I, was, was, the original Woodstock in the sixties or seventies. I thought sixties, but okay, well, yeah, but but it's still it, it's that infatuation with the sixties. Now we're in the two thousands to two thousand tens. The fucking eighties and nineties are back. You know, yep. the the in the early two thousands, side ponytails and the and the leg warmers came back for a while. Now we're in the twenty tens, and the shag came back. The shag came back. The the high top fade came back. Uh, Surge is back. Surge. You know, so it, it's amazing how how every decade sort of starts looking back towards you know twenty thirty years ago and then pulling these pop references back. Well, think about I mean, take it back some. Look at Happy Days. That was about the fifties. That show was made in the in the seventies, right? Yeah. Yes, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. 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 And, you know, all of this sort of leads us up to the last theme song we're going to play here. Speaking of uh, the 50s and everything, the new Archies, which Archies, they, they were, they've been around since, God, how long have the Archies been around? Oh man, I have no idea, but um, this was my introduction to them. Um, I had never heard, because it was, and it seems to me that I should have underst- understood from the name. You know the new Archies, but I didn't know. I mean, it just sounded like I don't know. I, I don't know what uh, you know. Whatever. It was just it was just the new Archies. That's what it was. Yeah, the Ar- and Archie first appeared in 1942. Holy shit! God, that's a long time ago. Yeah. 
but yeah, they remember the cartoon. I watched a lot of this. This was this was my shit. Yeah, this was a good cartoon. And you know, I always read the Archie comics when I, I'd be yeah. standing in line at, at the grocery store with my mom. I'd grab it off the rack and just you know thumb through it. You had like boxes of just like Archie comics and like double digests or whatever yeah, just lying there, around. There's kid in school and he just gave them to me. I didn't really ask for him. He was like, "Hey, you want these?" Like, sure, whatever. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, man, because they never, they never really used to borrow from you. Because I'm like, "Can I can I, can I read this Archie book?" And like, "Yeah, you can take it." I'm like, "Okay." Like, you know, so I take it and then. I either bring it back or you just tell me to keep it or whatever. I mean, I don't, but like, so, but those things were always on the, on the racks in the supermarket, but I never really noticed them until after this cartoon came out. And I thought that the cartoon was what started it all, but you know, no, this is an old ass property. Yeah. And you want to talk about, I mean, even, even the comics then in the eighties, they, they had a particular look about them. Where the clothes and stuff were still sort of reminiscent of the 40s and 50s, even though the stories were sort of modern, you mm-hmm. know, by 80s standards. But this show, the new Archies, took it to a whole. No- it made it 80s, 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 80s. <laughs> I mean, it, it's 80s. It, it, it's like the. <laughs> it's like the 1980s took a bunch of coke. And started talking about the 1980s. It, this is how 80s it was. Because they, they all had mullets and everything oh, was day glow. And, you know, they had skateboards and, you know, they're all totally tubular and radical and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just insane 80s. You know, it, it was like an 80s mall threw up on screen. And, and, <laughs> Out came the new Archies. You have like the best metaphors for <laughs> what this was. I mean, that was great right there, but I mean, <laughs> I'm still not the one. <laughs> if the 80s took a bunch of coke and started talking about the 80s. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, you're not wrong. No, I mean, the basic. The basic uh, standards <laughs> or whatever rules of of Archie are still there. You know, he's he's torn between Betty or Veronica. He's got a rivalry with Reggie. Um, uh, what's it? Jughead eats a lot. And, you know, it, all that stuff was still there. It was just eighties. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and. Archie's still making com like regular comics, not the little mini. I think he still has the mini ones too, but now he's got like comic comics. Um, like I don't know if it's still going on, but there, oh, yeah, there were so. Sure. I think there's like four. At well, there, there were like four di- different Archie comics going on, and they were all in different continuities. Because mm-hmm. there's there's one I think is over, but it's. Uh, Archie vs. Zombies. <laughs> and then wow. there's there's one that was modern, that, that was sort of a modern take on Archie. And he died. 
because they, <laughs> they they introduced what they introduced a, a, a gay character. I gotta look this up now. They introduced a, a gay character, and I guess and that killed Archie. No, he 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 the the gay guy was getting bullied, and I guess the bullies decided to take it to extreme and try and try and shoot this kid, and Archie jumped in front and took a bullet. <laughs> And, wow, this is dark. Yeah, well, but wow. they just started a new comic, which is completely, you know, millennial modern. That, oh, who is writing it? I don't know, <laughs> but I remember hearing a couple years back it actually made front page news. Uh, you know that he finally got married to uh, Veronica. He finally chose. Yeah, that, I was in one of the continuities. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. See, that's the whole thing about this. It's all in one continuity. Not it's it's you know, it's not nothing that happens is necessarily canon across these things. You know, and they could totally wipe that clean tomorrow if they wanted. You know, that's just how that comic works. Um, Did you ever watch the movie, the live action one? Dude, this came on like. I think it was like it was a made the summer. For, it was a made-for-TV movie. The summer after my senior year in high school, I think I left the TV just on one day. Don't even know what channel. It was probably TBS or TNT. One of no, those. No, it, it was one of the big three. I remember. Well, no, no, no. Oh, it, a repeat well, of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I didn't know it's like when I was a senior in high, or, or when I was about to, you know, after I graduated that summer. And I remember I left the TV on one day, just you know, while I was just around the house doing whatever. The TV just on, and I'd be in the other room. The TV just on. I come in the room, and there's some movie on. I'm like, what is this? I go flip over to the preview channel to find out what it was, and it's the fucking Archie the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is the weirdest thing. I mean. He, I mean, they were in character. They were dressed like the. <laughs> it was, it was weird. It was weird. I didn't sit there and watch the whole thing. Now, which, but I just watched enough to be like, "Am I really watching this? Is, this? is this Archie the movie? Did they make a movie like that? Were they in high school? I think no. It was like it was like the high school reunion, and he'd gone back okay, home yeah, like ten that's, years later, that's the one I and saw. then he saw them, and then. The whole thing started over again. Where now he was? I think wasn't he like engaged to be married or something like that? But then uh, he went back home and then saw those two, and then he couldn't decide anymore. I don't know. Me, I don't remember what it was about. I just seconds. saw the. <laughs> and then I heard they were trying to make another one, like make it like a dark, like serious, like 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 it's the Dark Knight, but in Riverdale. Yeah, I heard about that too. <laughs> It never happened. See, okay, I that wonder why. Archie's successful lawyer and prepared to marry his fiance Pam, moved to the big city, but he comes home for his high school reunion, and all the old feelings come rushing back, threatening his engagement, and it doesn't help that the girls renew their pursuit of Archie heedless to the fact that he has a fiance. Yeah, really, really strange. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remembered. <laughs> I saw like part of that. It was like it's the 
I, I was like, I, it was like a, it was like, I mean, I, I hate to use, I hate to say it, but I mean, it was like watching a train wreck. I just couldn't take my eyes off it. I'm like, what the hell? They actually made this a movie. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there glued to the TV, like, why, why, why? I'm just asking myself why the whole, like, every scene, every, every line of dialogue, I'm just sitting there like, why? Until I finally got up and turned it off. <laughs> the biggest name I'm seeing here is, uh, Lauren Holly, who's married to, huh. uh, who's married to, she, I'm sorry, she was married to, Jim Carrey for a Jim Ca- yeah I was gonna say Jim Carrey wasn't it that's yeah yeah because I remember asking in- myself this <laughs> the same thing too when I when I heard that happen I said why <laughs> it was the mid 90s man Jim Carrey was that be you know it was Jim Carrey I'm yeah. like how do you marry Jim Carrey see she was in Dumb and Dumber she was the girl in Dumb and Dumber I think that's where she yep. met Jim Carrey um she she played Linda Lee in the in Dragon the Bruce Lee story. I mean, she's had the loss. She's still acting now. But, um, yeah, I, I pulled it up. The zombie book, which is over already, but it was called Afterlife of Archie. <laughs> they had a spin Was this after he got took the bullet? Or no, this was... Different continuity. This, uh, different continuity. Wow. And then, um, there's sort of a spin-off book or a companion book called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina where she's like a witch but like a you know like a creepy goth kind of witch oh shit why didn't we bring that up like the you know, know. Sabrina uh, Melissa Joan Hart the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show which sprung off of that was that on Nickelodeon in the cartoon no it was TGIF oh the cartoon well the cartoon came later but yeah it was TGIF and then and they made a cartoon, but like that took on a whole life of itself. Yeah, you know, it did. completely independently, you know, of the whole Archie thing. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't, I don't know why we never brought it up. Did we cover TGIF? You know, we did in nights a bit. Yeah, episode seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but then this new show that's on—I mean, this new comic that's out. It's uh, just called Archie Volume 3. I've read the first couple of issues of it, and it's very millennial. Like, like Archie and, and Betty are, are there, but they've, they've broken up. And there's, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's cell phones and you know, normal 2010 stuff in there, you know. Yeah, just a course. weird book. It is, but it's written by Mark Wade, who, if you're really? a comic guy, you know he he you know worked for, for both DC and Marvel. He he wrote Kingdom Come, um, over on DC. He he wrote Captain America for a while. What else has he done? He did Fantastic Four for a long time. Um. He's currently writing Shield for hmm. for Marvel. The book Shield, based on it's lo- loosely based on the card. It it brings the the characters from the TV show into the Marvel universe. It doesn't have anything to do with the TV show. Um, but 
yeah, he's writing that book. And it, it's kind of weird because Jughead used to be rich, which I don't know is canon. But he used to be a rich boy, and then his parents lost all their money, and so I guess he just he he's, he. I, I don't know. Eats away his sorrows. I guess I don't know. I haven't read because they they just started a, a Jughead spinoff series. I haven't read that. I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know if I'm interested enough to keep reading. But um, yeah, I I guess art in the comics Archie is sort of that evergreen thing that Scooby Doo is for TV. You know, huh. it's just that there's always going to be some new iteration. But uh, anyway, that's all the songs that I got for you, folks. Well, I don't have a song, but you just reminded me of a poem. Or, well, <laughs> I know exactly what poem you say. Oh, are you sure? Uh, I think so. Well, you were talking about Jughead, and it just reminded me of this one time. Because again, I didn't know who this character was. I thought it was just, uh, you know, this was on Sesame Street, and I just didn't realize that this was um, a character from something else until the new Archies came out, and then saw the the little short on Sesame Street again. I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be that Jughead? The same thing, and it was one of those things where we're talking about the letter J. So he comes in, so let me tell you a story using the letter J. Let me tell you a story using the letter J. Jughead joined a jam eating contest, but he couldn't open the jar. So he told the judge, who said, see the janitor who told me to jump in the lake. Then he said he was only joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not the poem I thought you were going to go with. No, what did you think I was gonna I say? Thought you were gonna go with the protest song from from the new Archies, and they were gonna oh. cut that tree down. <laughs> we did mention it though. Uh, I guess in our uh, well, I guess whenever we talked about Archies, I don't remember what episode it was. Maybe it was fourteen, or maybe it was fifteen, or it uh, might have been 15 when we were talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, it for this episode, folks. Yeah, I got a little uh, po- uh, .75 action here. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you can find us at nojibajabafm.com. We are on Facebook. Just search nojibajabafm. We are on Twitter, Death Cakes Pod. I'm Jamie mm-hmm. 78 Illy's Ill Rockski. Yes. Uh, check out our sister shows, Keepers of the Funk, which you just had mm-hmm. uh, another episode that I was jamming out to at work. Uh, you had yeah. another mixed episode. Yeah, yeah, a couple of those. Uh, you know, the previous episode, uh, Ghost did a mix, so yeah, you know, back to back episodes right there. They're just mixed episodes, and those aren't num- those are non numbered episodes. So we just do mixes. You'll see more stuff like that uh, coming up, but you know, you'll see more standard episodes on the way here too, Sue. Yeah. And then, of course, stay tuned for our next I'm Minnie the Fool when we are finally finishing um, Pure Premium Pulp. Yes. With our final movie. Yeah. Which um, I started for my note-taking purposes. 
I still have not uh, watched yet, but I'm going to watch uh, before this weekend is over. Yeah, this was an odd bird. I've been told. Uh, we'll just say that. And so, um, well, if you know what I mean, the fool is that's when we're a little more modern, current. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we're, we're gonna have a lot of. St- that might be a kind of a long episode because we got a lot of modern stuff to talk about too. Yeah, and so with that being said, if you've been following what we were doing, pure premium pope, see if you can guess what the next one is. And if you can, write write us a comment on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and other than that, stay tuned for Death Takes episode forty. Yes, we're talking about one of those staples of the nineties. Yep, not going to tell you what it is. We we do know what what it is. I'm not being coy because we haven't picked out a topic. We do know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, till next time, folks. See ya. See ya. Stay.